0: I haven't kept you waiting yes this is the crime club i'm mll rick mr smith's hat yes we have that crime club story for you
1: come right over
2: you ask interrogated get it your touch finger out, your out of my face get your finger out of my face take the first shot then if you want to get counsel, your finger out of my face it's gone what are, you, what, are what are you doing? What are you doing? That is not painful by them. That is painful by the people of Detroit. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay? You want to go right now, Elric? Hello, my good friends. Are you back in the swing of things? Uh, sunburned, suntanned, rested, relaxed, uh, miserable. Back in the uh, in the routine. I, I, I feel your pain. It's your old pal, ML Elric, investigative reporter at Fox 2 News. Fresh from Port Huron, where we've been covering uh, more public corruption out of Macomb County. We're going to talk about that in a minute and some strange and uh, perhaps startling parallels and some differences between this public corruption case and the Kwame Kilpatrick case. Uh, keeping this thing uh, on, I don't want to say a true path because we're talking about a bunch of liars. But anyways, he you can trust him. He's Mark Fellhauer. That's He's all He's a man. He's a machine. He's uh, he's like the uh, RoboCop statue, except you can actually find him out and about somewhere in Detroit. Where is the RoboCop statue? That's what everybody wants to know. And joining us later on in the show for our great debate will be Sean Windsor. Um, you may remember him from our our uh, James Bond episode. He <laughs> he took umbrage when I called him Agent Zero Zero Zero, which was meant as a compliment. That means he's higher in the rankings. Than 007, He told me he actually would prefer <laughs> agent zero six nine because if you know Sean, he can see you know the same thing. Both yeah, oh that's ways. why he sees everything 69. both ways. So he'd be agent zero okay. six nine. Right now he's on assignment for the Free Press, so we're going to try and catch him somewhere at a at a payphone out there. Um, I mentioned a couple of our our previous shows: our beer show and our James Bond edition. If you have not heard those because you were out on a beach, God bless you. But check them out at mlsoulofdetroit.com. We appreciate you listening. And if you want to represent, we've run into a couple of people who are wearing our Soul of Detroit T-shirts, which are now available. We will be adding stickers uh, to the merch shop at com very soon. And, of course, you can get autographed copies of the Kwame Sutra. Uh, you can donate to the show if you like. Some people have done that. We appreciate that. Some have donated some smart aleck amounts. But we it all spends. Right. It all spends, so we'll take it. Of course, the reason we're able to be here as long as we have now, we've got to be in our fourth or fifth month, is because we have some, some major sponsors like Hall Financial, who doesn't just sponsor ML Solo Detroit. He sponsors the entire Red Shovel Network, and we can't emphasize how important it is to have people like David Hall and his staff behind us. They're taking a chance on this new form of media, and I've taken a chance on them refinancing my house through Hall uh, Financial. They were fast. They got me a great rate. Um, Dan was the guy who kept us going on that. Dan Morrison, of course. Shannon was a part of the deal, too, so we really appreciate all their their hard work. If you want to refinance your home, Hall Financial would love to save you money, too. Email David at dhall at hallfg.com or call Hall Financial at 248-308-5000. First home, dream home, you want to get money out of your home, give David Hall a chance to get you lower rates, save you some money. They have over 605 star reviews and growing. Industry average for a refi is 44 days. They'll do it in 19. They'll fight for you even if you have a little, little credit blemish. Email dhall at hallfg.com or call 248 308 5000. Thank them for giving the soul of Detroit a chance to stick around. Let them know that ML sent you. And we also appreciate Dr. Yaldo. Corrective eye surgery is one of the greatest lifestyle improvements and breakthroughs of this century. I know it's kind of early in the century, but I think it's, it's going it's to hold a up. Breakthrough. It's going to hold up pretty well until that, that 3D laser printing organs gets worked out. Or until
3: my eyes get replaced by a camera. Maybe that's what he'll be doing oh. in the future, just put cameras in people's sockets.
2: Damn, Doctor, Well, we're up in the game here for you, Doc. Uh, as we speak, however, LASIK is the name of the game, and it's one of the safest surgeries in all of medicine. It's changed the lives of millions of people by allowing them to get 20-20 vision or better without the hassle and poorer performance of glasses and contacts. Uh, Dr. Yaldor's experienced. He's done over 30,000 people, uh, their eyes. That's, I guess, 60,000 eyes. And people have gotten his state-of-the-art custom lasik procedure and have actually gotten better than 2020 it's called super normal vision imagine that seeing better without glasses and contacts than you ever did with them it only takes a few minutes it's relatively painless and you get to throw all those contacts and glasses in the garbage you've got nothing to lose by seeing dr yaldo for a free evaluation tell dr yaldo that ml sent you you'll get fifteen hundred dollars off the regular price of LASIK procedure, and they also do glasses and sunglasses. So if you don't want to get your eyes done, maybe you want to keep those old glasses, get some cool ones. Get them at Dr. Y. Call 1-800-398-EYES. That's 1-800-398-EYES. Or go to the YaldoEyeCenter.com. We appreciate you guys keeping us on the air. Without them, we're not here. So show them some love and let them know where you heard about them. I love your eyes. (laughs) My eyes are a little red because uh, I've had to get up early yeah. the last couple of days to go to federal court for the only the second person to go to trial in these uh, Macomb County public corruption cases. The last guy to go didn't work out so well. Old Dean Reynolds got 17 years. Uh, boy, that, that kind of caught him by surprise. He was the only one didn't who he got caught by surprise. Didn't that- he gasp? Wasn't there an audible gasp when it was... Um, um, when his conv- not his conviction, but his sentence came down. Yeah, we only see him from the back, but he clearly was surprised, yeah. and he was the only dude in the room who was surprised because everybody saw a dead man walking from the minute this case came down. I mean, they had wiretap, they had eyewitnesses, they had people who ratted on him, who f- flipped. I mean, it, was, I it f- was pretty clear how it was going to go. I really
3: feel like this is... A massive story that nobody's paying attention to.
2: I think there's some truth to that. It's a significant story because we've seen two dozen people uh, plead guilty or get convicted of basically selling out you, the taxpayers, either by bribing public officials or being the public officials who took the bribes or solicited the bribes. And, twenty-two people have been charged, seventeen
3: convictions so far.
2: Yeah, and, and twenty-two people. That's a massive corruptional. Scheme. And and those those numbers, I think, may be going up because Dino Bucci, who was seen as one of the linchpins of this, it was just revealed in the last week or so that he's now cooperating with the government. And and Fox Two reported the other day that uh, that the ultimate target of this is former Macomb County Public Works Commissioner tony morocco that's the first time that's official now you're probably saying who the hell is tony morocco can
3: i tell you what i remember of tony morocco yes how disinvolved he was during the transition from him leaving to former candace miller Miller coming in and sinkhole there and he was uh, down in florida just not giving a crap about it when he was still technically on the job too
2: now, he would probably say he was giving a crap about it. The big problem is there's a sinkhole where a lot of crap goes yeah, because there's exactly. a sewer line. So how do you give more crap than like a 10-foot tall crap line? And if I
3: recall, one of his assistants was getting paid an, ex- an exorbitant amount of money, too. Like there was a lot of money floating around in uh, in his office, too. So when what? she got there, she's like, wait a second. There's a lot of
2: money being spent on this office she did say, and we've seen people either admit to it or get charged with, a lot of what she alleged which is people had to come to the public works office. Tony Morocco had a big table. You would sit down with him or one of his henchmen and they would slide some tickets to you and say I got contracts. I got tickets. You want the contracts? You buy some tickets. And the feds have been trying to uh, bring this all the way back to Tony since 2014. So he's the top guy in this, right? He's the one that this all is about. He is their primary target. And even though they've been at this for more than five years, that just came out this week. Fox 2 reported that uh, from Port Huron. And and so there's all these cases going on, and there's, there's all these pleas being made, and all these people rolling. But there's a lot... The case reminds me, and one of the reasons why we went out to this trial for uh, Faisal Khan, who's a civil engineer who's been accused of bribing public officials is because it's a big deal when there are trials as opposed to pleas, you hear things that you never would see in a plea agreement. So if you reach a plea agreement, they may accuse you of 20 things and let you plead to one of them. If you go to trial, they charge you with all 20 of them. And then they throw some other crap out there that you didn't think they were going to throw at you. And, and so there's always that let's go see what we don't know yet element of covering a trial. But one of the main reasons I really wanted to go sit through this is this is a rematch of the Kwame Kilpatrick all-star legal battle where you have, for the defense, Jim Thomas, Kilpatrick's, um, I would say, trusted attorney, Mm -hmm. except Kilpatrick claimed he didn't trust him. I would say Kilpatrick's loyal attorney because Jim Thomas, and in full disclosure, I love this guy. Mm -hmm. He's a great guy. He's very smart. He's very hardworking. He really believes in his client, maybe to the point where other people are like, Jim, are you still with this guy? He's a zealous advocate. He's a relentless advocate. And one of the things that I think that speaks to what a despicable human being Kilpatrick is is how he tried to diminish Jim Thomas with some of the comments he made to get out of prison. Let me tell you something, folks. Nobody would have done a better job or worked harder for anybody than Jim Thomas does. So that's who's defending Faisal Khan. This is um, a guy who fights. And on the other side... Let me
3: ask you this, though. So with Kilpatrick, though... On the other side is Mike Belat, who helped prosecute Kwame Kilpatrick. Oh, exactly. Okay. So but ahead. but before, before we move off on Thomas, though, correct me if I'm wrong, but Kilpatrick had him... Pro bono, or he was part of the. He was paid for by the people. He was court-appointed. Court-appointed, which is laughable. Is he court-appointed this time, or is he hired
2: by? Uh, no, I believe Khan. that. Yeah, I bet I believe that that Khan is uh, is paying him. And do you think Khan's ever heard people go Con to him before? Yes, I, 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 I think, think he's
3: heard it every day of his I life. I think what
2: he's hoping is that in 15 years, people don't say, ex-con! So he's <laughs> trying to avoid uh, that uh, that moniker. So do
3: you think he hired Jim Thomas because he was Kilpatrick's attorney?
2: Uh, that's a good question. I think sometimes lawyers like to be on these big cases because win or lose, people are going to say, wow, the most powerful person in Michigan who's in the most trouble of anybody I ever remember— who could have had anybody defend him, picked this guy. Yeah. You know, and so I do think there's some cachet there, but... but If if I was Khan, though, knowing that Balada is the prosecutor in this, well, why
3: not pick the guy and pay the guy who's gone up against him before? Win or lose.
2: Well, and the other guy who's a part of this equation is Bob Beckman, who is the FBI's, like, superstar public corruption special agent. And so you do have the Clash of the Titans, too. Um... But but the other thing I think he may have picked Thomas is because while Thomas has been one of the top defense attorneys downtown, he's now mainly working out of Macomb County. So he'd be a local guy, too. And and so there'd be some ties where you're like, who's some of the best guys in in Macomb Macomb County? And some of the other really good Macomb lawyers like Steve Rabot and other people had other clients. So, I mean, you know, Thomas is a strong pick. And and I think to your point is he knows the opposition, right? Mm And, and the funny thing about these attorneys, which people don't understand, and which Thomas acknowledged uh, when he started his cross-examination or his, his – yes, his cross-examination of Bob Beckman today was uh, we've, been, we've been involved outside of court battles. These guys, the federal prosecutors, Beckman of the FBI and Jim Thomas, have gone all over the world giving seminars in other countries, developing countries, on this is how – the system works this is the role of defense attorneys this is the role of prosecutors this is the role of investigators this is how it's supposed to work in a free society this is how it works in america so these guys you know i I often analogize this with my relationship with my next door neighbor who's the deputy who was kwame kilpatrick's Mm -hmm. deputy mayor is from nine to five we're going to slug it out but after that we're like the sheepdog and uh and the wolf mm-hmm. who they go to work and in Bugs and Bunny, out. you yeah. clock in, you clock out, and at the end of the day, you're human beings again. But during the day, you know, is a job to do. Yeah, there's no holds barred. So, so it's been fascinating to watch these guys sort of come back together again. And and one wow. of the things that that really strikes me, and uh, and it, it's one of those ironies where, in the Kilpatrick case, the defense attorneys all said. You know, you didn't charge any or many of the people who paid the bribes. (laughs) That's a big difference. You're pretty much just going after the politicians. Well, in this case, possibly because the feds heard that criticism, they're charging a lot of the people who are paying the bribes instead of the politicians. And so now you see the same lawyers who were defending the politicians, now defending the bribers and saying... You know, last time you went after the politicians. Now you're going after the businessmen. You know, so it's sort of, if you're the prosecution, you got to sit there and say, no matter what we do, they're not going to be happy. Well, but of course they're not going to be happy. It's an adversarial system. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of fun seeing these outstanding legal minds and these investigative minds in the same courtroom again. But I really appreciate the irony of no matter what you do, Somebody's gonna bitch at you. So now I guess they know what it feels like to be a reporter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. So
3: how do you like it, boys? <laughs> Let me ask you this: so the, the, unpacking, it's all Macomb. It's hard. It's hard to keep track of it. For there's a know. little Wayne that's dribbled
2: out. But okay. Uh, this has- Celia Washington, who we talked about on the show one week. She's kind of a spinoff of this because Gaspar Fiore, who's the okay. big, the towing king. So yep. it's
3: so he's involved with this. Rizzo is involved in this.
2: Rizzo. Chuck Rizzo, um, the garbage king.
3: To, yeah, the red trucks everybody oh. sees everywhere. Which-
2: with <laughs> the big green stickers now <laughs> exactly, that say GFL yeah, or Green for Life. I think they're a little
3: bummed that they're still red. Yeah, <laughs> they they're painting wanna- them over real fast. Yeah. Uh, but this has nothing to do with the raid of the civil forfeiture that Eric Smith is going through, right? Right. Those are two separate issues because one's a state, one's a federal thing.
2: Yeah, so to, to sort of set the table here, Eric Smith is the prosecutor in Macomb County who it looks like is facing some scrutiny. Well, there's no question he's facing some scrutiny for how he used some forfeiture funds, some some money, that has that comes to law enforcement when they seize goods in a criminal investigation that are then supposed to be spent in a certain way.
3: Even even before trial, even before someone's found guilty, right? when they collect civil well, a lot see, of times they're not supposed yeah. to. But sometimes they do, yeah, and
2: sometimes they'll hold them even if somebody's not charged. Now, right. state law is changing on that, yeah. which is probably good. a good thing, yeah. but. Um, with Smith, the allegation is there's certain ways you can spend this money, and you didn't follow the guidelines. Okay, so maybe maybe you donated to a charity and you weren't supposed to, or maybe there it's a church, not a charity, or maybe you paid for a Christmas party for your staff. Well, you really shouldn't have used this money for that, but there's some questions about did he spend it on security system for his home and things like that which kind of reminds me of ollie north remember ollie north way back when getting money for the contras he said i'm a high profile guy i'm involved in a national thing i need to have all kinds of security around my house now i'm not saying eric smith is thinking the same way has done the same thing because oliver north got in a lot of trouble for that eric smith of course is still innocent until proven guilty if he's ever even charged but to bring it back around, he is under scrutiny right now. Yeah, they have searched his uh, his stuff, and that's not a comfortable place to be, particularly if you are the top law enforcement official in any government, and he is the top cop essentially in Macomb. in uh, Macomb County. Now, the top executive in Macomb, Mark Hackle, yes. has he commented on either of these cases? I'm not uh, sure and, and if this, he has, but there's certainly a lot of tension between Mark Hackle and the uh, prosecutor. But it's not like he, the he didn't hire Morocco, where that's an elected position. Yes, yeah, so Morocco is elected, and a lot of people like, Public Works Commissioner, what the hell is that? Well, Public big, Works Commissioner, deal. you think, yeah, who are these nerds? Well, every road you drive on, or many of the roads you drive on, every time you flush the toilet, every time you get a drink of water in Macomb County, you probably have done business or have have somehow been touched by something that Tony Morocco and his staff has been involved with. So these are these are big positions, particularly in the outlying counties where you have communities that are still laying sewers. You know, yeah. in Detroit we yeah. got sewers that have been there since the Civil War before in Macomb County, if you're in Lennox Township, Shelby Township, these are growing communities where there's tons of money in development. In fact, in this con case, he's been charged with bribing the former superintendent of public works in Washington Township. And so, when the feds got onto this, because the supervisor in Washington Township, a guy named Dan O'Leary, found out about it and called the FBI, the feds set up, busted the public works commissioner, uh, uh, superintendent of public works. Their name, a uh, guy named Steve Hohensey, And when they, he brought back the bribe money he was paid. He also brought him $80,000 that was shrink-wrapped, hmm. and the feds, if we're to believe them, claim that, that they don't know where he got that, but they just said, like, because typically when they bust you on something, they say, okay, what other shit did you do? Because we're going to find out, so it's better if you just tell us right yeah. now. Yeah. So apparently he went back, you know, cut open his mattress or whatever, and brought him $80,000. Wow. And just said, yeah, I also got this, too.
3: Oh, man, could you imagine? (laughs) And this is
2: a dude no one's ever heard of in a very small community. So that gives you an idea of how much money there is out there. Because if somebody took $80,000 and grafted, how much do you think those projects were worth? So, you know, we're thinking sleepy little Macomb County, you know, Apple Orchards and whatnot. And, oh, somebody's building a nice subdivision. How cute. There's real money out there. And to get these deals and to get people to help you... Is very lucrative. Is there any inkling as to why Khan turned down the plea deal for two and a half years? His attorney would tell you, and, and, and innocent. because he didn't do it. I mean, well, now, now let me back up. Uh, Jim Thomas's defense is entrapment. So he's acknowledging my guy paid bribes, mm. but what he's saying is my guy would have never, ever paid bribes if these corrupt public officials, in some cases on their own, in other cases as part of an FBI sting, didn't force him That's to pay bribes. Well, not necessarily. Because yeah, if the guy's never bribed anybody, and all of a sudden he starts paying bribes to people who are working with the FBI... But it wasn't just one guy. It was multiple people, right? Ah, now we're getting into some, 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 <laughs> some messy Damn stuff. It. Because in order to beat the entrapment defense, the government has to prove that, yes... We did set him up to pay us bribes, but the reason he paid us bribes is because that's how he does business. Yeah. And there's some there's some uh some surveillance, you know, surreptitious recordings where where Khan is captured saying, you know, I'm an expert at this stuff. Don't worry about it, I know how to do this when he's paying a bribe to somebody who's like, oh, I don't know. And of course the guy who's saying, I don't know has been briefed on the FBI and what to say yeah. and is recording for the FBI. So here's a part of the case that is both, as a reporter, exhilarating, but as a citizen, kind of frustrating. We reported, and the Macomb Daily did too, Jamie Cook, great reporter from the Macomb Daily, we were the only ones in court the other day when this came out, that one of Khan's uh, former employees testified there's like half a dozen other officials who took bribes from Khan and she named some of them and and the prosecutors in their questioning drew out some more names some of them have already k- agreed that yeah I'm a I'm a rat I'm a crook and I'm I'm going to go to prison but about half a dozen of these people have never been charged and so the government's now put them out there on front street as the and some of them are still most of them are still in office so now you got people oh. in Shelby Township Lenox you know elsewhere well, saying oh boy hey is my elected official uh a scumbag yeah. and the only evidence that's come out is this is this former uh employee of Khan so that kind of goes back to
3: you know the big guy then which is Morocco why was it revealed that he is the target of this and if he is the target how do they get him like why like how does this tie into him
2: eventually it's- so it was revealed because in questioning, um, Khan is sort of a small fish. And uh, and the way the feds make these cases is they work from the bottom up. So, you know, you want to get uh, the boss, you start lower down. Now, if you want to get um, the CEO, you probably don't start with like the custodian, but you also don't start with the CFO. You got to find somebody in between who might be – vulnerable to telling you the truth because they got caught in some problems sometime. And that's why I don't believe in the Manoogian Mansion party because so many people have been in trouble who would have been at the party, and nobody said... Well, I was at the party. I'll help you prove the party if you give me a break on some other case. Yeah, you'd have you thought one person. Yeah, somebody's going to try and. That's where deal conspiracies
3: up. fall apart. If There's too many people involved, and nobody ever talks. Right. Then it's or, probably not true.
2: Or you got some shithead in your gang, and they get caught, and they're like, yeah. "Well, I don't want to go to prison, so let me give you somebody else." And then, and so they try and work their way to the top. So, so when they start these things, they kind of have this notion that it's Morocco, and then they start asking people things. And and the other thing we've learned in this case is that um, the feds can't open a public corruption investigation unless they have two sources or I witnesses. That. I remember that from uh, Michael Bologna <laughs> when he was on a previous episode. You can find them at mlsoulofdetroit.com. Check them out. They're really good, except for episode three, which people hate.
3: Yeah, that's really weird. It's an outlier. So
2: just give us a mercy listen on that one. We're trying to drive <laughs> or, those numbers up. I want to talk about uh, somebody who's very generous and not in sort of a illegal way. Um, and this is a new sponsor to the show, somebody right. I'm, I'm very excited about because I have a personal relationship with this person. Uh, man's name is Mike Gill. He runs an outfit called the Michigan Peddler. Now, he's not selling his wares on the street. He runs Detroit's Party Bike. And Mike is a great guy. He's been a very generous supporter of the work you I've been off doing. off any
1: sweet jumps? <laughs>
2: <laughs> They're a little <laughs> heavy for that, uh, Nappy. But he runs this great thing. If you've not heard of a pedal pub... Just listen in, because you're going to love what I have to say. It's real simple. You bring the friends and the alcohol, and Mike and his crew at Michigan Peddler supply the good times. I know this because on my 50th birthday, uh, my wife and I took our whole family out on this thing. And you know it's a good time when you have three generations of people on a giant bike going through the city of Detroit. The good thing is they only go in one direction. So when your mom wants to take a left here, your wife wants to go right there, you want to just keep going to the bar they just keep moving. Can I ask you a question ahead. about it? Yes, please. I guess I
3: got an argument with somebody about this. They claim there's an engine on there, like one of the there electric is. bikes.
2: There is, okay. They're battery powered. So here's my only beef about these these pedal pubs. When I get on them, I actually want to work. I want to pedal.
3: Well, I, see, but, I'm thinking like myself that I'm the louse that I would just yeah. stop pedaling after a while. They're built
2: for you. Okay. Yeah. This is That's this. Why is, someone's like,
3: no, there's an en- there's an engine on there. You is, don't
2: really have to pedal. When you see it on the back and there's an F- uh, uh, MF on it, it's not it's not Mofo. It's not Massey Ferguson. It's Mark Fellhauer. <laughs> yeah, it'll be. So lifting. this is this is built for you. So. What do you do when you get on one of these? Well, you experience downtown, midtown, Corktown in a completely different way. You're riding on a bike that's a rolling party. You can check things out. You can turn it into a pub crawl, which is what we did. It's always a good idea. You see the bikes all around town. So now, what are you waiting for? You need to get on one of these, especially before summer gets too far down. You need to book your ride. It's a great thing to do if you're planning a summer or fall company or work outing. We did ours in, uh, in October, so these things run late. Each bike holds up to 15 people, and if you want to get a convoy going, you can get six of them together and have as many as 90 people going. So this is great if you want to do a company outing. Michigan Peddler is a recipient of the TripAdvisor Certificate of Excellence. That's better than the Certificate of pretty good, yeah. and this is the one higher yeah. than that. It's the only bike in town that offers free parking, and if you've been downtown, you know that's a major, major plus. A plush backbench, and all its bikes come equipped with electronic assist from Mark Fellhauer, so you don't need to worry about nice. sweating.
3: Thank God. I want <laughs> to take the beer sucks. in and sweat it Degs. out, but that's okay.
2: <laughs> Drivers are the best in Detroit, and they know how to show you a good time. Grab friends, neighbors, coworkers, and give it a shot this summer. Lots of people do a pub crawl, it's just a fun way to see Detroit while question. on an alcoholic beverage. Yes, sir. Uh, you told me a lot about the bike. What about the pub part of it? So you can you can design your route. If okay. you don't know what you want to do, they will tell you, well, these are some cool spots we'll stop in. And they'll chill outside while you go in and, and, and grab a beer.
3: Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah.
2: And I think you can even work it. So if you want to, you know, I mean, you book it by the hour. So if you say, we want to sit down and have a good meal... Then you just you know uh, pay for another yeah, hour. I'm not gonna complain. Yeah, they, they'll take your money. So uh, here's the best news: Mike is offering a special promo code just for ML Soul of Detroit listeners. It's the only special offer that they're offering at this time. So type in or mention promo code ML Soul. That's S O U L. So when you're booking, you can receive a $25 off any of their top-rated 15-person party bike rides. That's M L S O U L to get 25 bucks towards a ride. Book today because they fill up fast. Go to MichiganPeddler.com. That's Michigan P E D A L E R.com or call them at 313 744 3272. 744 3272. Do it today. I won't change my mind on anything, regardless of the facts that are set out before me. I'm dug in. And I'll never change.
1: infinity plus
2: one. It's hot as balls out. Yeah. So let's talk about football.
3: Please. I got my Michigan tickets in the mail yesterday.
2: I called on my Spartan tickets and they tell me they've been printed, but they have not yet arrived.
3: Always lagging. So we catch up at Always the end. Always following that university.
2: Catch up at the end. Um <laughs> Actually, I think it's more like Michigan wants our money, right? Fast. Oh, the Spartans took my money too. Apparently okay. there's Apparently, there's some big lawsuit out there they're trying to. Oh, it's crazy. So, but, uh, we won't speak of of that. What well, we will speak about, and we're joined on the uh, on the as yet unsponsored uh, burner phone by Sean Windsor, sports columnist extraordinary, epicure, uh, man of letters, and, uh, and I was going to say closeted James Bond fan, but I just didn't <laughs> know this about you. Of the Detroit Free Press. Mr. Sean Windsor, thank you for joining us this evening on ML Soul of Detroit.
0: Good to be there. Sorry I couldn't be there in person tonight.
2: No, no. At it's,
0: least for Mark. Thank you.
2: Yeah. It's, it's been very calm down here. Just because Sean, people don't know this, but Sean's a rager. You know how much of his cursing and, uh, and <laughs> yeah, right. speaking in tongues we have to edit out <laughs> just to save his job over at the Free Press? <laughs> Sean, we, we're bringing you in to, to debate something that uh, has outraged me. It's... It's it's an injustice, it's ludicrous, and it's a ranking by a local Detroit media organization of the Big Ten schedules, and they say the most difficult schedule, the team that has the most difficult road to hoe is your, or I should say the Michigan Wolverines. Number two is Ohio State, and number three and that's why I didn't name the paper because I don't want to shame them. It's the Detroit News. Because they, they, they're so wrong. They say <laughs> Michigan State does not have the toughest football schedule, which is stupid. Oh, no. It's wrong. This means more disrespect
3: for the Spartans. Oh, is no. that what you're looking for? I we'll love
2: that. Yeah, I know.
3: Well, you, it's what it. fuels you guys. but uh,
2: So, Sean, if I'm right, Mark, I know I already agree, so we can just move on yeah. to uh, Geek of the Week.
0: Well, tell me why you're right. How about
2: that? <laughs> Why do I always have to explain to you what's so plain? Well, first of all, and, and Sean not, has not disagreed that I'm I mean, uh, Mark has not disagreed that I'm right yet. So first of all— You're not right, but I'll let you guys fight it out. Shea Patterson is the second-best quarterback in the Big Ten. That's wrong on his face, but we'll, we'll move on from there. Michigan, number one, there are no tough road games. None. Wisconsin?
0: Penn really? State? They open, up with, they open up with Wisconsin.
2: Wisconsin has a new quarterback, and it's a quarterback that Michigan beat the dog crap out of last year. I mean, murdered. So, no. Wisconsin is not tough. Particularly Now, maybe okay, by well, that, week that, 10 that, or 11, that quarterback comes into shape, and he's a beast. But you want to get a team with a new quarterback.
3: Okay, well, scratch a, that. That's a wash, because uh, the Spartans have to play there, too.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. No, we're just talking about Michigan right now. Tell me why it's. Tell me why they're tougher. So here's the other. Here's the other uh, tough road game for Michigan, so-called Penn State, which also has a new quarterback who you also beat the dog crap out of last year. So those road games, not tough, not tough at all. And your home games, you got all your rivals coming in. You got Michigan State coming in. You got Ohio State coming in. You got Notre Dame coming in. All your tough games that would give you bragging rights for being the toughest schedule are home games. And by the way, most people have you like the fourth most likely team to win the national championship, which means you should be favored against everybody, including some of these cans of corn you're going to beat up in the non-conference schedule. Middle Tennessee State, yeah, they got a hell of a basketball team. The Spartans will tell you that. But football, I didn't even know they had a football team. I didn't even know there was a middle to Tennessee. It's so skinny. How can you have a middle if some doesn't barely have a top and a bottom? That's pretty equal. Cool, Tulsa. Tulsa's. That's a fine team. <laughs> Please. They're from the state. They call them Baby Sooners.
3: Sean, did he convince
2: you? No,
0: he didn't. I mean, Michigan's got uh, Notre Dame, Michigan State, Ohio State. Plus, they um, they have a, a sneaky game to, when they host Iowa. Iowa's tough. So they host, they go to Wisconsin and come home for Iowa and, and then. Go back to Penn State. Not go back, but go to Penn State.
2: Great. So you got a team with a new quarterback early in the season. Again, that's when you want to get but, but a new these team. These
0: aren't. These aren't. Give me. I mean, Wisconsin's usually good. They have a great coach. Iowa's got a really good coach. They always play Michigan tough.
2: Don't tell me James and, Franklin is a really good coach.
0: No, but he's a good, a good recruiter, recruiter, and <laughs> and they've got talent, and it's not an easy place to play. Let me ask. State's you. got. Uh, oh, go ahead, Mark.
3: Well, I was just going to say, what's tougher between Tulsa, Western Michigan, Arizona State? Or Notre Dame Army in Middle Tennessee. Uh,
2: Arizona State's pretty good. Oh Army! Well, they
3: lost
0: their best player. Um,
2: the quarter. Uh, the the receiver
0: O'Neill. Yeah, Henry
2: is it his name? Yeah. yeah,
0: who caught the winning touchdown against your Spartans in uh, in Arizona last year? I mean Notre Dame is better than any of those teams, right? So Mark's point is a good one. Well, you have to give the
3: nod.
2: So you got one good non-conference team at home.
3: I'm not going to argue that Army's a great team, but they did win 11 games last year.
2: Yeah, and they threw 11 passes. So what? They won the games. I'd say Ohio State has a better schedule than Michigan. They have to go on the road to Nebraska. No small thing. They have to go on the road to Northwestern. No small thing. And they have to go on the road against the greatest football team ever. Your Michigan Wolverines. That... Is a tough schedule. No one loses at
0: Northwestern. State State, is a tough schedule. Michigan State does. State is a tough schedule. Because (laughs) they have to go to Michigan and Ohio State, right? And And Northwestern. Our road games are
2: Northwestern, Ohio State, U of M.
0: Yeah, Northwestern plays Michigan State really well,
2: obviously. They kill us at home, away, everywhere but the bar. And the SATs, we kill them there.
0: It doesn't matter. I would give the nod to Michigan because of Notre Dame. That's what would tip it for me. Otherwise, the teams. So you guys have Northwestern. Michigan has Iowa. You know what uh, they? Yours ca- is on the road. Theirs is home.
2: You know what they call that? That uh, Notre Dame U of M uh, matchup? The what? overrated bowl.
3: That's fair. I'm not going to
2: argue that okay. because typically it's early. Next in the up, se- we have Geek of the.
3: Oh, sorry. I mean, they, I'm, what I mean by that is they get a lot of attention because it's usually early in the year and they're both blue bloods which you know they should get a lot of attention, but if people want to call them frauds or overrated, that's fine. However, this year they play them in the middle of the season, actually towards the end of the season. I'm really intrigued by that because what yeah. what's each team yeah. going to be? If they're both undefeated going into that, holy cow, will that be a massive game.
2: I, I think no, so too, fun. but I, I don't think you cannot have a tougher road schedule than Ohio State and Michigan. And throwing Northwestern, so that's why I say Michigan State has a tough. Stop schedule. throwing Northwestern in there. They're a good team. No, They're a they top they twenty-five only, team.
0: They beat you guys, but they don't really beat anybody else. But that's okay.
2: Well, that you could say the same thing for Michigan, except you guys don't always beat us.
0: Well, no, don't say you guys. I mean, you can say it to Mark, not to me. Well,
2: I mean, defenders, do, uh, defenders of the funny helmet and the uh, uh, crazy coach.
0: I just, I'm with Mark. I think it's, I think Michigan's got because of Notre Dame, um, and they have to go to Penn State which is a tough place to play, the, the Wisconsin's a wash. So, really, it gets down to uh, Actually, Penn Iowa, State's like a said.
2: tough place to wash.
3: Are <laughs> <laughs> you saying they don't have indoor plumbing
0: here? No, no it's, it's
2: just uh, a lot of rhythmic a, slapping. Yeah, sorry, that was uh, uh, <laughs> inappropriate <laughs> so, reference. All
3: right, too. I know you love facts. I know you love numbers. Uh, games versus opponents with 500 or more last year. Michigan State, seven. Michigan has eight on the schedule. Is that a tipping point? It, it is. It's the Notre Dame. Really?
2: In the Army. Well, I think the best way to resolve this is with a friendly little wager. When it turns out I'm right at the end of the season, what are you guys going to give me?
0: Well, how do you know that? You're going you're gonna to go by Because well, we're going to look at their schedule. The combined wins? Is that wh- what you're going to
2: do? Wh- whoever wins more is right, right?
0: Well, no, that won't do it. You're going to look at combined wins of the opponent.
3: Hey, I, I will be more than happy at the end of the year if you guys end up having the tougher schedule, if we have the better record. Because okay, none point. of this is, this is all moot by then. <laughs> Can we say this? Michigan is set up.
0: Have a good season. Even though there's some tough games, they're home and it's obviously a little easier to do that. So there are no excuses, right? I will agree with you on that, Mister Mm-hmm. No excuses this year. It's set up nicely for them. And with-
3: we And we, Michigan, finally has the week off before Michigan State.
2: Yeah, well, finally. Good luck, because uh, you have to find a new excuse. Oh, the rain. Oh, the refs. all oh, the burning couch fumes made
3: us toxic. Only Stanton didn't get injured in 2004. That's real. That's <laughs> exactly. real. That works both ways, my That's man. That's real. <laughs>
2: okay, fellas, we'll resolve this one uh, later on this season. Sean, can you stick around for Geek of the Week? Sure. Okay. Oh man, the geeks have inherited the
1: earth. Did I do that? What a dork! Is him wanting to play with us again mean that he's
2: turning into a geek, or we're turning into cool guys? You hear me right? When I say this week's selection for Geek of the Week is Malik of the Week, because I'm talking about Malik McDowell, my former. Spartan, who came in under a cloud, mm-hmm. left limping under a no-heart cloud, and washed out of the NFL like a punk, and just recently, well, he had a little traffic incident. And I guess the only thing I would say is at least he showed a little more vigor than Charles Rogers did when he was found in
3: an intersection. Did he ever get that supervisor?
2: You know, here's my thing about Malik. Malik. It was all there for him, and he blew it. And it didn't have to be this way, Sean. You've covered the Spartans. You've covered these guys. Uh, you wrote about it in the Free Press. Yeah. What's uh? I mean, obviously, I'm right, but please tell me, you know, why I'm right.
0: To me, it's just first of all, it's hard watching that kind of thing because you, you know, when you see somebody at not maybe their lowest point, but a low point, and then you feel like a voyeur or two a little bit. And I understand it's public record. But if you don't feel at least a little bit uneasy, then you probably have a little bit of, you know, Sean, a little bit of a little bit of a sociopath.
3: Sean, the reason I felt unease or uncomfortable watching it is because I was legitimately worried about the police officer.
0: Yes, you could see that. But on the other hand, even though we tussled with him and he was a little aggressive, if he'd wanted to hurt the cop, I mean, he's 6'6", 300 pounds of muscle. And he was holding himself back for whatever reason. I don't know why. Maybe he was just a drunken stupor.
2: Saving himself for so, marriage.
0: But he looked lost and dumb. And that was that's my takeaway. This whole thing is sad. You talk about the cloud he came under. I mean it, his mother wouldn't sign a letter of intent. She wanted him to go to Florida State and Michigan or Ohio State, whatever. It was it was a mess from the start. He was a disruptive presence as a junior in particular after all those vets left, all those pros on the defensive line graduated when he was a sophomore of the year they got to the college football playoff. I just it, look, with all the incidents he's had I mean, yes, there's some immaturity. You can maybe say there's some entitlement, whatever. There's clearly something else going on. This is a lost soul. There might be some underlying issues. And I'm, 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 I tend to try to have more empathy for that. Yes, he left a lot of money out there and he, whatever kind of football talent. And that's, I'm sure, gone. And that's done. I just hope he can get some help at some point because people aren't going to want to help him at this point, right? They were there because he was really good at football. He had all that raw talent. And that's kind of how I tend to see these things unless you start talking about murder rape, those kind of things fleecing billions of people from the from their pensions whatever but when it's self-inflicted you get on an ATV you have too much to drink you're kind of howling at the moon I tend to have I feel bad for those folks they need help he's Not got a reason to celebrate
2: now he's just been named our geek of the week
1: no no 609. La 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 la. You can dance together all night. You've got the time. La 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 la
2: la. Jumping over the velvet rope and entering room seven six zero nine this week is the answer to one of Mark's very very on point questions. Are there any great American new wave bands? Or where are they? Mm -hmm. Well, this week we've got one front and center. They've had a lot of kind of hits, but it feels to me like they've been forgotten. Mm. So wrap your ears around this one and let me know if you remember the Smithereens.
1: To hear. I'll see everything through. I'll do anything I have to do just to win. Strange for a girl like you To be in love with someone like me I want to tell them to yeah.
2: So that was New Jersey's own, The Smithereens, with A Girl Like You. One of their more popular tunes, but I always feel like the Smithereens have gotten forgotten. And I remember when Green Thoughts came out when I was in college. I think I still have a copy of it somewhere in the basement, the CD. I love their tunes, Only a Memory, Blood and Roses. And as we were playing it, I was thinking, you know, we really probably should have done Behind the Wall of Sleep, because that's an awesome tune that I think uh, just has not quite gotten the recognition. But you know what? Look it up yourself. That's what Room 7609 is about. It's a voyage of discovery and awakening.
3: I feel like a girl like you is, is better well-known. I'm sitting here going, I know this has been in a movie or TV show. It's just, it lends itself to that kind of, you know, you can see, like, you can see the video, even if you've never seen the video, if that makes sense. It's very literal. So in reading about it, It was originally written to be the title track for Say Anything.
2: Not a bad movie.
3: Great movie. They turned it down because they felt it gave away too much of the plot.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, isn't it pretty obvious from the beginning that there are two things going on in that movie? He wants the girl and the paper boy wants his 250 or whatever the hell it was? I think
3: you're thinking of, um, uh, you're confusing it with uh, Better Off Dead. (laughs) Oh, yeah, sorry, John Cusack. <laughs> John Cusack See, they vehicle, all, fantastic. They all kind of. Fantastic movie, Better Off Dead, very underrated. They all kind of merged all, together. Also very underrated is Summer, uh, what was the Summer movie he did with Bobcat Goldthwaite and Demi Moore's in it? Is that ringing a bell for you at all?
2: Summer school? It summer wasn't summer school.
3: Somewhere. Another That was a Mark Harmon vehicle. Oh, God. Which is a phenomenal movie.
2: You one know, crazy summer. Oh, one crazy
3: hoops summer. McCann, nineteen eighty-six. You don't remember that movie? I don't. Am I the only one that remembers it with Berkeley, the pride of Berkeley, Michigan? Curtis Armstrong was in it. Booger, he was Booger. He was Akak in this movie.
2: He's also uh, he's also one of the better characters in Supernatural, which is uh, yeah,
3: is a great show. But he was the. It all ties back, it all ties back to Berkeley.
2: Okay, well it's it's very parochial, but I'll we we it. can dig that. So uh, you know some of the other great um, uh, U.S. Um, new wave bands that, that we may play at some point. Camper Van Beethoven and its derivative band Cracker. I love Cracker. Devo, Violent Femmes, B-52s, R.E.M., Dead Milkmen, 10,000 Maniacs. There's a lot of them out there. So the U.S. is well represented and we appreciate you listening to Room 7609 and listening to the show. If you missed any of our previous shows, go back and check them out. and And Please let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you're thinking. You can reach us at mlsoulofdetroit@gmail.com. at gmail.com in theory you can call us at 313-288-9070 that's butterfield 89070 nobody nobody really has but we there's a lot of hang-ups there's no messages oh really yeah i can see the missed calls oh my goodness they're having second thoughts well that's that's fine uh, understandably we're, we're, we're open to uh being contacted but we want to check our mailbag since it's been a little while since we've been with you um 7609 is kind of one of the leading topics of the mailbag. People are very, very divided on it. But we are hearing from the fans, like Josh, who says, uh, Oh, no, sorry. Josh is writing about the James Bond show. He says, How did you guys overlook Chris Cornell's song from Casino Royale? That is easily one of the oh, best boy. Bond themes in the franchise. So I'm thinking 7609 because we're talking music. Yeah. That was an awesome tune. No doubt about He's it. He's
3: my favorite male vocalist of so, all time.
2: Very good stuff. So, Josh, uh, we didn't overlook it. We just ran out of time. But great, great one. Uh, Jason writes in to say, Thunderball is the best film. What? Get out of here. Keep up the great work on the show. If you're wondering what he's referring to, we picked, in a bracket-style tournament, the best Bond movie of all times. Thunderball, uh, spoiler alert, was not the winner. No. But listen and let us know uh, if you agree with our choice. Before we talked about James Bond, we had our, our beer show with the outgoing beer critic of the Detroit Free Press, Bob Allen. Uh, David writes to say, I loved the beer episode as you guys were slurring your way through the Imperial Bourbon Barrel Stout. I was spending my afternoon with a six of all-day IPA, which I finished with a two-hearted and an Oberon. Nice, David, I don't want to say you have a problem. <laughs> But that's a lot of beer. But we appreciate that you were drinking it while you were listening to the show and not operating heavy machinery. And if you were operating heavy machinery, that's wrong. Don't yeah. do that. Well, he's fine. Very bad. Very bad. Matt G. writes in to say, a couple suggestions on Room 7609. Ned's Atomic Dust Bin. Okay. Not bad. Kitchens of Distinction. We'll check it out. Pop Will Eat Itself.
3: You know, Was he like uh, multi-word bands?
2: Well, I I think I think Matt seems to be gravitating towards the kitchen. He's got a dustbin, <laughs> he's got a kitchen, and he's going to eat something. But uh, but those are all strong bands, and we will we will give them uh, a listen, and they may appear on a future episode of Seven Six Zero Nine. Matt, if we run into you, we'll know who you are, because you're getting a T-shirt. So uh and you're actually paying for it. So we really, really <laughs> appreciate that. No free t shirts. You're, you're all getting
3: t-shirts. Yeah, that's you right. Pay for them, is, it's, getting... it's,
2: it's like Roddy Diggeville, hey, we're all gonna get laid, you know. I don't think that happened either. Scott thanks us for playing 36D from the beautiful south on a recent podcast. He says he hasn't heard it in over 25 years. And as soon as the name Beautiful South was mentioned, I could hear the chorus in my head. So what? Is that all you've got? The band was a favorite of a girl I dated in high school who, ironically enough, was rocking her own pair nice. of 36 Ds. Well done. So, uh, so uh, what happened? Scott, court. how did you let her get Great away? Great way to
3: brag about your hot high school girlfriend. Oh,
2: my God. Scott. Well, he says uh, he says... He dated her, a favorite of a girl I dated. So, yeah, Uh, Scott, come on, man. We want the rest of the story. We need a follow-up email. I can't ask for that, but if if you send it to Mark, I'll probably look over his shoulder. Uh, You're not sending it to me. You're sending it to the show. It's a non-human entity. When I say BJ, this is not an uncomfortable transition from the last thing. BJ writes in to say, love the show. Love the 7609 segment. I'd like to make a request. And they're from the USA. She Divines Water by Camper Van Beethoven. There are so many... Good camper van Beethoven tunes. We will we will definitely have to have them on a future show. Kelly writes, love the show. I'm a longtime Drew Lane listener and always loved when you would pop on his show. I, I assume he's refer- she's referring to me, not you or he. Uh, I was very excited when you started a show and I absolutely love the show. Kelly is a fan of the Pet Shop Boys. We may fit them into, although they have done so many well recognized and well known hits. We'll find something obscure. This is Kelly Stephen. Uh, <laughs> I'm still not sure if that's male or female. Uh, Steven writes in, hey there, love the show. It's my current favorite RSN show. Oh, boy. Everybody's everybody's hearing footsteps here. Um, Naysayers be darned, room 7609 is great. Is there could be a list of all the picks in one location. I put most of them into an Apple Music playlist, but it was a pain in the ass. Steve, it is a pain in the ass, which is why we haven't done it. But we are talking about trying to have a little more robust social media presence, and I think one of the really fun things to do would be to list all the Room 7609 yeah. things. So that may happen. Um, Dave tells us he's not much of a new wave guy and has pretty much no interest whatsoever. But he heard a great cover of So Alive by Love and Rockets. We may have talked about this yeah. one before, but I saw Love and Rockets perform uh, S- uh, So Alive opening for the Pixies, another great American New Wave act. I at, love um, the Pixies. At the Fox Theater back in 1989. Yeah. I gave the Pixies a very negative review. What? And paid for it. People railed at me. But wait, then, wait, what year was this when you saw the Pixies? 1989. So the original uh, lineup. Yes, and um, so a lot of people Uh, gave me a hard time. Then we went to go see the Pixies play at St. Andrews in the middle of a blizzard. We almost died going there. They played a couple tunes. Black Francis stormed off, pissed off, because he said he was getting zapped by his microphone, (laughs) came back out again, got halfway through a song or so, stormed off, Beer bottles flying after they cleared the stage, and that was it. And everybody who excoriated me for giving the Pixies a bad review at the Fox Theater after they left St. Andrew's Hall said, okay, maybe they're dicks. But I do love the Pixies. The Pixies are great. I don't consider- I even like Frank Black's solo work. Frank... Oh, my God. The first That's album... That's Black Francis. If you want to play it backwards, it'll
3: make sense. His first album is one of my favorite albums of all time.
2: Is that the one that has headache...
3: Uh, it has Los Angeles on it. He's got a cover of the Beach Boys, Hold On To Your Ego. Oh, jeez. Uh, it's a phenomenal album. It's, 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 I'm not joking. It's probably top 15 album of all time for me.
2: I just like the video where he goes through the big aspirin with a chainsaw. I don't know if I've I seen that's that that's headache. It's there, pretty good. There's
3: a, I gotta find the name of this documentary too. There's a great documentary on the Pixies about their breakup. Uh, then they get back together because they need money. Well, oh, yeah. Frank doesn't need money, but, um, the main guitarist needs money, and the drummer and Kim course.
2: Deal's probably doing okay. He's doing fine because the
3: breeders, uh, breeders. And, and and they they roll her back in, and oh boy, does that not work out well. And the, the video, they're on, they're all along for the ride.
2: What well, in was interesting when Black Francis stormed off the stage, some other people from the band had very apologetic poses. It sure. looked like they were saying, "Sorry, guys, not our call." He's.
3: He can be a little bitchy, but you know he's the artist. She's kind of a big bitch,
2: but I'm not here. It's to It's called judge. "Loud,
3: Quiet, Loud." A film about the Pixies. So it's you know 13 years old, uh, but it's available. I think I watched the whole thing on YouTube. But it's 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 really if you like the Pixies, it's worth watching.
2: All right. So once again, room seven six zero nine. Boy, we uh, we open up a can here. We want to hear from you folks. They, they don't always have to be the complimentary emails. We certainly appreciate those. But if we're not doing something right, let us know because this is your show. Without you, I mean, the sponsors are very important. Please let them know that you heard about them through us. But uh, we really want to have uh, you guys make your mark on the show and make us better. You are listening to the Red Shovel Network. Listen to all our shows. Support them all. No Filter uh, Sports with Eli, Bob, and Denny. The No BS News Hour with Charlie Duff. The Drew and Mike podcast, which you can hear every day right here on this network. Cyrus, take us out. Can you
1: dig that? Can
2: you dig it?
1: Can you dig it?
0: Hello. I hope I haven't kept you waiting. Yes, this is the Crime Club. I'm
3: M-L-L, Rick.
0: Yes, come over a week from tonight. Good, we have a very unusual story of a charity ball at which the principal gift was... This
3: This program came from Burndale This
1: is the Red Shovel Network